What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Find Out Improvement Podcast. My name is Enrique. I'm your host. Today we have Abdel Mahmoud. We're going to be talking about dealing with comparison, dealing with failure, and staying consistent. Let's go. All right, so we have Abdel here. Abdel, why don't you go ahead and just, you know, introduce yourself, tell people what you do, and all that stuff. Give them the little spiel. What's going on, guys? My name is Abdel. Um, I own a wholesale real estate business. I'm 23 years old, and I am from New York. Uh, currently just moved over to Fort Lauderdale, so that's kind of where I'm at now. How are you liking uh, Fort Lauderdale right now? Um, it's pretty good, man. You know, surrounded by good people, the weather, environment. It's all, it's all, you know, you know, it's a good adjustment. Yeah. A lot different in New York, right? Definitely. definitely. (laughs) Yeah. I can imagine. Um, so why don't you tell us more about like your journey with, you do wholesale, right? You said? Correct. Yep. Why don't you tell us a little bit about like how you got into wholesale, what your experience with that has been like? Okay. All right. So I am, what is it? May, I think around May, June-ish is, would be my second year mark. Um, I don't remember how I got into this. I don't, I don't, I really don't. I just, I kind of have like a real estate background. Mm -hmm. My dad's a broker. Um, so, you know, the real estate field is, you know, there, you know, so in terms of wholesale real estate, maybe I seen a video, not sure exactly how I got into it, but, um, I was a college student. Um, I graduated two years ago and I remember maybe six months. I'd say around the new year. So I graduated May 2020, start of COVID. Um, six months prior, I was planning to get into this field, right? But I was waiting to graduate so I can kind of um, get started with this, right? Because I couldn't, you know, balance everything at once. Yeah. Um, it was that. And I also started options trading at the same time. So maybe I had started January. And then a couple months, I was like learning about wholesale real estate and I was waiting until I graduate to kind of get into it fully. Uh, college student, business major, um, did my four years, didn't really want to do it. I just did it to, mm-hmm. you know, kind of have something to lean on, did it for my my parents. Um, you know, I was always working full time. I went from a full time Uber driver uh, to a full time yellow cab driver in New York City. Um, I always worked, you know, 40 to 50 hours plus a week, school full-time, um, gym full-time. I balanced a lot of things at once, right? So comes to it, May, uh, 2020, I graduate, right? This is when lockdown happens, everything happens, which was a perfect, perfect, uh, opportunity because this gave me time to kind of, you know, study and focus and kind of, um, get into this whole full thing, right? I didn't waste no time. The day I graduated, maybe a week before I even graduated, I started. I started reading. I bought a course. I, I started getting into it. Right. Um, the thing with that, I didn't get stuck in analysis paralysis like everybody else, where they yeah. stay, stay in and you know learning and learning and learning and scared to take that first call. I kind of just you know, I was learning as I went. Right. Okay. I made a ton of mistakes. You know, yeah. owning a business is not easy at all. For sure. And this is something, you know, I learned along the way. Um, A lot of ups and downs. I had it. I lost it. I've made money. I've I've lost it. I've dumped all my money into my business. I I lost it again. So many things, so many, you know, um, so so many errors, right? So I, Mm -hmm. I tried so many different things until whatever sticks kind of it worked, right? Even till now. 
I'm still uh, in the process, right? I'm not, I'm not going to say I'm up there yet because I'm nowhere near where I want to be. But from where I started to where I am now, it's, it's a big difference. Right. Yeah, we're still growing, of course. My journey in terms of my business, mm -hmm. um, that's really it, you know? So what was that? I know you said you you like you made it, you lost it, and then you made it, and you lost it over and over. Like, what was that dealing with that failure like? Um, It gets to you. It definitely yeah. does get to you. Uh, the thing with me is, you know, I'll, I'll talk, you know, a lot of shit and say, you know, uh, I feel like giving up. I don't want to do this anymore, whatever the case is, but it's all mental and... and with me saying all this, I always still push through, no matter what. Uh, I just, I, I don't know how, you know, I push through all of these, you know, downs, but it just, it, the consistency uh, really, really like, it's really built inside, you know, like I just, I put my head down and I just, you know, go through it. And this is any aspect in your life, right? Uh, gym, you know, I was always about the gym four or five years now into, into my fitness journey. You know, it's just, that I learned a lot from, right? So just, you know, uh, the the days where you look like, oh, you feel like, oh, I look so small, this is not working. You know, I feel like maybe that's what kind of helped me push through the hard times. So where do you think it like, it kind of clicked? Like, what you, I know you mentioned consistency. So where do you think it kind of clicked in your mind where like you realized you can't just stop doing something because it's not working, you have to stay consistent and keep pushing and pushing and pushing? So what I would do is I would try something, see if it works. I mm -hmm. fail at it. I try it. Right. I've, I've, um, leveraged mentorships that helped a lot. Uh, so I've done a bunch of mentorships. I've invested myself so many times, you know, thousands, thousands of dollars. Um, that's one thing that's helped a lot. You know, I take something from here, I apply it. If it works and, the, uh, something doesn't work, I change that, see what works, you know? So I would, you know, go from mentorship to mentorship. I'd make like, you know, some progress, um, you know, kind of perfect that, move on to the next level of where I want to reach. So, you know, I've, I've broken many goals um, and the goal is to keep, you know, reaching to where I want to be in this business. Cause I'm not, a lot of people see this as a, just the entry into real estate, which I do see as an entry, but a, a part of me wants to take over this business and really, you know, show what I'm capable of. When you say you kind of want to like take over this business, what does that look like for you? Um, I really want to turn this into a multi-million dollar business. That's because, you know, mm -hmm. I've dedicated so much time and effort and, and all the, the failures, it's just, maybe it's a little bit of an ego thing. Uh, but you know, I've, I poured two years of, of my like hundred percent focus into this. You know, no, no days off. I showed up, I showed up consistently, you know, every, every day, every week, I've never taken a break. I just show up no matter what, if I have deals, I don't have deals, whatever the case is, you know, I still show up and it's just, you know, I've, I've reset my company a couple of times as well. And, and I know you do real uh, wholesale real estate and you know how that feels, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I've reset a couple of times as well too. I actually. Mm -hmm. I just restarted myself uh, two weeks ago again. <laughs> um, so it's like, it's always a, a cycle, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that's, that's basically what's been going on with me and my business. Yeah. Were you ever at like a point, I know you said you keep pushing past things, but were you ever kind of like at a point where like, it was so overwhelming that you just kind of wanted to give up. And if you were like, what was kind of going through your mind at that time and how'd you push past that? 
Um, there's been many times where I thought to kind of try out something new. Mm-hmm. Um, many times it's happened, and it's just, you know, it plays in my head, and then I just like end up kind of pushing it to the side and keep going. I, I can't, it's kind of hard for me to break it down. It's just something that's just internal, I guess, you know, where I just like, I don't give up quickly. So yeah, I may have these thoughts of quitting and trying something new, but then again, if I failed, I'm one step closer to being successful. So if I made it this far and I failed five, six, seven, eight times, what's one more time, you know? And it's just, it's just part of the game because anything you do is just going to be the same thing, right? You got to fail, fail, fail until you get better at it. And it's just that my, my, how I see things is the dumbest person can be good at something just by being consistent. You know, it's, it's just consistency. You show up every day, you're going to get good at it every, like eventually. Mm-hmm. It just needs time, just like anything else in life. Okay. So, do you think uh, consistency is more important than skill, based off what you said just there? Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. definitely. Why, do you, why do you think is that? Because, let's say somebody is born with the skill of, of uh, naturally being born, or like, good at um, closing, Some sort right? of natural talent? Yeah, natural yeah. talent. But if he's not showing up every day, the person that shows up every day with no, no talent is going to surpass that person you know, by, by a lot, a lot, mm-hmm. you know, uh, just because he shows up every day, you still need to perfect it. Yeah. You know, and that takes days, 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 you know, this applies to sports as well. You, somebody could be naturally good at ball, right? But if that yeah. person, there's another person that's not naturally good at ball and he, he shows up every day and trains two, three times a day, who's going to be better in the long run? Mm-hmm. No, you're so right. Kind of, yeah. So if, if there's somebody out there right now, you know, I know you, you're talking a lot about like pushing past all your failures and you're staying consistent, you know, really just digging deep as much as you can and showing up every mm-hmm. time you can. If there's somebody out there who's like, they're failing, 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 and they're like right on the brink of quitting, what would you like kind of tell them? What advice would you give them? I would say, don't do it. Don't quit <laughs> at all. Like, it's just, there's only a matter of time before you make it. Yeah. Only a matter of time. You just got to push through those hard times because... Like I said, anything you do in life, you're gonna fail. So if you mm-hmm. fail that quickly, I mean, if you if you give up that quickly, what's gonna change from a you know a different career choice or a different you know sport or a different whatever you're into? It's just a matter of you know showing up every day, pushing through those you know failures, and the anxiety kicks in, and all of that kicks in. Everybody deals with it, right? All these people on Instagram, they just show the good stuff, but they don't show they don't show what's behind behind this you know scenes. Uh, mm-hmm. The constant failing, the constant, you know, networking you have to do to kind of learn from other people doing better from, than you. And, and there's a lot to go to it. Yeah, you know? I think I feel like Instagram is kind of like a highlight reel almost like people post the best part of their lives, but they don't post mm-hmm. like, you know, when they're, you know, crying at home alone because like things are really tough. And like everybody goes through stuff like that, but nobody really talks about that. And nobody really posts about it, mm-hmm. so, like, especially entrepreneurs. Yeah, no, it's true. Like entrepreneurship, especially on social media. And like Instagram, YouTube, it's so easy. Especially, oh, even TikTok. Like people just post their cars, they post the rentals, they post like the big deals they get, but they don't really show like how yeah. much failure it took to get there. So I think a lot of people compare themselves to like where they're at right now to that like perfect image that people post on social media. Mm-hmm. Just because like it's so easy to compare yourself with like everything floating around. Have you exactly. ever like 
kind of dealt with that where like you compare to yourself to like another let's say wholesaler that's like posting all these hundred thousand dollar deals and stuff like that oh yeah 100 percent. yeah 100 i i you know part of my journey i've seen you know people that got into wholesale real estate maybe a month and they close a sixty thousand dollar deal. You don't think that gets to me? Of course it does. I see it all the time. Yeah. You know, and it's like, yo, what the, what the hell? Like I've been doing this for eight months, consistent, consistent, right? This person comes in and and just you know closes their, their deal, and it's like, why why am I not closing the deal? Right? It, it gets to you. You just gotta, you know, just look down and keep going, keep going. Because it took me nine months to close my first deal. Yeah. So you could only imagine the the. <clears throat> you know, the thoughts that, that kept, you know, coming up and, and it's like, you'll give up or try something new or it's, it's just, it's not, it's not easy to just go through that, you know? Yeah. No. So you, you say it took nine months to close your first deal. I know, man, I know somebody right now who still hasn't gotten the first deal. They're like four years in, um, still working towards it as much as they can. So like, and that's a that's a tough predicament to be in, you know. Like you have your whole family around you telling you, like, no, you got to get a job, you got to do this. It's not going to work. It's a yeah. scam. I've dealt but, with that. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Like, it's like at first everybody supports you, but then the mm-hmm. more you get into it, like people are like, okay, it's been two months, it's been three months. He hasn't done a single, he hasn't closed a single deal. It's not working. Like he's wasting his life, and yeah. it can get to you. Like I'll be honest, for me, it took me, I think it took about two years for me to get my first deal, not on wholesale, but as a real estate agent. Um, yeah. And that whole time I had like, you know, family, friends, like just tell me get a job. It's not working. You're clearly not good at it. You know, stuff like that. And it, it gets to you to a certain degree, but like mm-hmm. you keep pushing past it, pushing past it, pushing past it. And like you said, you know, the more consistent you are, you get better and better and better. Eventually you have yeah. that like deal that comes through and you're like, wait a minute, I can do this. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And it's just that breakthrough. You know, you just got to push to that point. Um, it could take two years for somebody. It could take nine months for somebody. It could take a month, a week. You know, it's just everybody's journey is different. So yeah. it's just a matter of putting your head down. Don't compare yourself to anybody else because that's just going to get to you. You know, if you show up every day, I guarantee you're going to close the deal eventually. Yeah, 100%. What do you, what would you say is like, what what happened in your worst deal? Like, I know we all have that one nightmare deal that we dealt with where we're like, oh man, I just, I never want to go back there again. Never want to do that again. Like, what did yeah. you take away from that? Like your worst deal that you've ever done? Um, I mean, I've had a, a bunch of deals fall through. That's, oh, yeah. that's one aspect of it. And I'm sure, you know, you're depending on a deal to pay off, catch up on your bills and mm-hmm. pay off your credit. And and you get to that point where you're about to close and then something happens. Yeah. Right? Where where the deal falls through, something, the seller disappears, the buyer backs out, whatever the case is. Right? But look, let me give you an example of my first deal. My first deal, I had started around uh, May, June. I didn't get my first contract up until September. Mm-hmm. Um, and and the reason why was because the, the owner of the property had an open mortgage that was never satisfied. He paid it, but it was never like the bank never closed it. Oh, wow. The bank that he had opened the mortgage with, uh, no longer there. That bank filed for bankruptcy years ago. So... To get it satisfied now, they have to, you know, uh, go reach out to the bank that took over all that bank's, you know, information. Mm-hmm. Got that deal in September. I didn't close till May. And wow. that was my first deal. So that was a nightmare. And if it wasn't for me, that deal wouldn't go through whatsoever. The buyer was depending on me to fix the issue. My attorney was relying on the other attorney. 
And you know how it is when you deal with multiple attorneys. Oh, yeah. You're basically the only one trying to revive the deal. So it's just like anybody could just be like, screw this. Why am I even doing this? But if, if you, you know, do what you have to do and, and show up and and try to the best of your ability to, you know, revive that deal, it's just part of the process. Yeah. And I that's something you never want to deal with again, but it's just part of the business, you know? Yeah. No, I agree with you 100%. I feel like one thing I tell everybody that's getting into wholesale or business in general is that a deal is not dead until like it's officially dead. Like there's literally nothing else you can do. Because exactly. one thing I learned, there's always something you can do to make something better, right? Yeah. I've had a buyer like back out the day of closing. Mm-hmm. And like anybody, any other wholesaler would be like the day of, they'll run the other way. Because like, so what, do you, what are you going to do? You really have the papers being signed, the seller signed everything, you know, they're planning on all that money being there and it's like okay i'm screwed i'm gonna get sued and this and that it's scary yeah but if you if you keep pushing past and try and find other solutions like there's always going to be something you can do unless like the house blows up or something like that right yeah yeah. there's There's always a solution there's always something you just gotta push for it yeah 100 i feel like when you're a business owner or entrepreneur in general you have to become kind of like a professional problem solver you have to like it's not so much like only real estate. You have to find how can you solve every single solution possible. And yeah. by doing that, you provide the best service possible too. And you retain a lot more deals than like as exactly. if you were to quit right away. Mm-hmm. That's that's our job. We problem solve. 100%. Yeah. That's basically what we're doing, you know? Yeah. If you can't problem solve or if you just give up on the first no or like the first thing that goes wrong, yeah. it's uh, it's going to be a tough road. That's why. Exactly. You have, you have to get creative. You have to get creative. What so, was the most I mean, creative thing you had to do? Uh, most creative thing I had to do. Um, I mean, I know that's a hard question. <laughs> it is off the top of my head. I'm trying yeah. to think. Or like uh, an example of something creative you've had to do before. Something creative. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a situation where I had a, you know, property. Um, I mean, I wouldn't say super creative, but like just an option to kind of solve the issue. And that Mm -hmm. deal ended up not even going through, but I worked all angles to try to get that deal to go through. Um, I had, I was dealing with the bankruptcy Mm -hmm. guy has criminal history. This guy's like kicked out by his wife. Every worst possible case scenario happened with this guy. Right. Um, I was trying to get this deal to close. We had got everything you know, we were trying to close before the bankruptcy shows up, right? And they, yeah. you know, take that property, included it. So we were trying to figure it out, right? This guy, he's like, my bankruptcy attorney, he was against us, right? So the bankruptcy attorney obviously wants, you know, to make this as long as possible. So he, mm-hmm. he was he kept telling the guy, hey, listen, you know, don't go through with the sale. Um, it's, it's not going to be good for you, whatever the case is, right? I ended up, you know, every so so the guy got kicked up by his wife. I ended up saying, listen, I'll pay a couple months rent for you. Just, you know, let's get this done. He thinks about it, comes back, the attorney play, you know, talks to him again, same thing. Comes back, listen, bro, I don't want to do it. Listen, I'll give you five grand. Let's just get this done with. Right? Same thing. You know, all the way to the point where it was like he had about maybe 13 grand of debt, plus nowhere to go, plus um, uh, nowhere to go, 13 grand in debt, plus the bankruptcy going on, right? So I just kept, you know, every time he throws something, you know, I offer a solution. 
And I probably offered this guy maybe five, six solutions until he got too scared, he didn't go through. So it's just a matter of, you know, sometimes you, you anticipate this whole, you know, this fee, right? This, your wholesale fee, right? But sometimes by the time you get to a closing table, it got cuts, it cuts like times four, right? Yeah. Because, because you got a couple of this, you got a couple of this to make the deal work. So it's just a matter of being creative, figuring out. I offered this guy five solutions. He just, well, I guess, I don't know. It's just, he wasn't right in the head, you know? Yeah, it's uh, it's crazy, but some people are like, they literally can't live without having problems in their life. So like once they have mm -hmm. all the solutions laid out for them, it's like they kind of almost uh, become overwhelmed and don't take any of the solutions at all just because like they're so used to having a problem going on in their life, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's like, I, like I think I read a book talking about the psychology of a gambler and yeah. it talked about how gamblers, you know, they always lose a lot of money or a great majority lose a lot of money, mm -hmm. but they keep going back and back and back and losing more money just because like they're, they're so used to having that problem of like trying to find more money that yeah. they just keep going back and back and back for more. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of like what I've noticed. Um, some sellers go through that too, where yeah. like you can give them every solution possible. And for some reason, they're still hesitant on it. Exactly. Mm -hmm. You know, his, his debt was being paid off. His rent yeah. was being paid off. His bankruptcy, uh, his property that's being taken away by the bank was, you know, getting taken care of. And it's just like, there's only so much you can do, you know? Yeah. Have you, hey, uh, do you well, still talk to him? No, no, I, yeah. I gave up. <laughs> yeah, you're like, yeah, you gotta let that go. He's, uh, yeah. So yeah, it's just, it was a lost, lost cause, you know? Yeah, I know for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, man. So, like, where do you think, what do you think it's gonna take you to the next level personally? Um, I feel like just more self development. That's another yeah. thing people don't really, you know, talk about in terms of, uh, entrepreneurship. You know, you, you got into entrepreneurship, you think it's going to be, oh, you know, you're going to start a business, but mm -hmm. along, along the way, you, you need to touch in with your, your trauma, your, you know, um, uh, let's say your introvert, things like that. All, all these things play into the role of entrepreneurship, right? Because mm -hmm. if you're an introvert, how are you going to network with other people? Very if true. you are, let's say you have some type of trauma, that's going to kind of trigger your anxiety when it comes to doing business, right? All these things you need to fix along the way, because if you don't, then you're never going to get to the next level. And then every time you get to a certain level, there's always something else you need to fix. Yeah. So it's just a matter of self-development is the biggest thing as well as consistency. And that's really it. You work on yourself and you show up every day. That That's basically the formula to success. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I feel like, if you don't develop your mind first and your business can't grow, like you're, you're just, you just can't grow with your business. And exactly. I have like experience with this too. Um, I think I told you about it, but like, you know, talk to me a year ago or even a year and a half ago, a couple months ago, <clears throat> I struggled with having conversations with people. Like mm -hmm. I would go to networking events and I'd be that one kid in the corner, not talking to anybody. That Same probably way. cost me so much opportunities. It's insane. Same way. But Same way. there was this one day, I don't know what happened or why I clicked, but there were so many people in the room that I wanted to talk to, and I was just in the corner. So I was like, you know what? For me to get to where I want to be, I have to break out of the cycle. I have to break out of the shell because, like, I personally want to be a big speaker one day, and I want mm -hmm. to like impact hundreds of thousands of people, millions of people. I can't mm -hmm. do that if I don't talk to anybody. So yeah. 
that one day, like just randomly, a light bulb went off in my head. And I was like, okay, I'm gonna make a rule of myself, like a conviction with myself that yeah. every single person I meet, I have to shake their hand. Yeah. And, like, I tell this to everybody, but like ever since I've done that, every networking event I go to, I could walk up to literally anybody and just talk to them. And like the difference that's made in my life and in my business is insane. Yeah. Like, even the way I met you was kind of random too. Like uh, I put up a, an Instagram post looking for a title company and someone said, yo, reach out to my boy Abdel. Back then I wouldn't have reached out. I'd be like, oh, thanks for the referral. And I would just like stay quiet. But yeah. from there, you know, I met you for the first time over at the Better Way conference. And like, yeah, mm-hmm. now we can talk at any time. Like it's uh. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. it's just um, breaking out of your shell, your shell and like really developing yourself can make the biggest difference in anybody's lives. Mm-hmm. And that's a big reason why I moved as well. You know, I came out here, I'm alone. You mm-hmm. know, it's a whole different state. I made a goal to my, you know, a goal to, you know, meet three different people a day. Because, oh, wow. Yeah, because the area I'm in, you know, um, there's a lot of high network people. You never yeah. know who you're going to meet. So, you know, it's just a matter of putting yourself in that outside your comfort zone, which will, you know, cause all this growth in your business, your personal life and, and relationships, you know? Yeah. On that, there's a, <clears throat> there's a book I read called The Seven Levels of Communication. And mm-hmm. it talks about like setting a home base and like going seven, seven levels deep when talking to somebody, all that stuff. But I think that's made a huge difference in the way I like oversee any area i moved to because like i moved to miami in july so yeah. july moved to miami i didn't know a single person out here mm-hmm. fast forward to now any coffee shop i go to everybody knows my order everybody says hi to me i know every single person there yeah and it's like the lesson in that book was like if you move to anywhere new or if you're trying to start a business that revolves around people which every business does you mm-hmm. have to like have your local area know you as much as possible and like if, if i were to have a meeting with somebody I go to a coffee shop that I know. The minute I walk in, they say my name, everybody greets me. I look like the expert of the area. And yeah. automatically, the person you're talking to is like, wow, this guy has the expertise and they're going to look at you differently. So, yeah. like, you know, if you're, I know you just moved down to Fort Lauderdale not too long ago. I think yeah. something really could, um, really cool would be like finding a home base, someplace that you frequent a lot, again to know everybody there. And like, I feel like you would meet so many people by doing that. Oh yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. That's definitely something I'm working on as well. You know, it's just you got to put yourself in these situations. To, you you never know who you're gonna meet. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Like, especially in Miami. Like, it, I walk down the street and I see like influencers, big YouTubers and stuff like that. I'm like, wow, that's insane. Like, they're exactly. literally five feet away from me. So you can exactly. meet literally anybody. It's crazy. Yeah. But yeah, man. Hey, I appreciate your time. I, I have one last question for you. If um, if somebody's out there really struggling with being consistent, you know, they're comparing themselves consistently with other people and they're just like failing back to back to back and they feel like, you know, they just want to give up. What would you tell them? What what would you tell them to do? Like what steps can they take to like further improve themselves? I will I would say is if if Instagram influences you influences you to that to get to that kind of toxic headspace, mm-hmm. get off Instagram for six months. Focus on yourself. Don't compare yourself to anybody. And just put your head down. Show up every day. And I promise you those six months will be the biggest change of your life. Hell yeah, man. I appreciate that. Where can everybody yeah. find you? Uh, my Instagram is Abdel, um, uh, MHMD, and then two underscores. Hell yeah, man. I appreciate your time, man. Thank you for All coming right, well, on. Thank you. Appreciate you. Appreciate you, man. All right, bye.